Hi everyone, this is Spencer. This is an impromptu podcast with the Bayut CEO here in Dubai, Haider Khan. Um, it was great for me to get a chance to speak to him and uh, we did this really kind of at short notice because I wanted to pick his brains and learn a bit more about him before the big broker event next week here in Dubai. So yeah, check it out. I hope you enjoy it. Sahida, CEO of Bayut. Thanks for taking the time to come and talk to me. My pleasure. So what are we talking about? We've got the big broker event coming up. So why don't we get that bit out of the way first so that the audience can know what's really going on over the course of the next few days sure. from your perspective. Sure. Um, so this is uh, an inaugural event. It's, you know, it's been uh, planned by us. And the purpose behind this really is, is to provide a single platform to all different facets of, of real estate to come together and, and, and present to the audience at large, which is again that this this fraternity and this community about what people have been learning, what have they been seeing, you know, where are things going, how can we all work together to put more value back into the system? It is a cohesive system, and you have many different you know elements within it, and we have to exist, coexist together in a, in, a, in a healthy way. So it's it's very very important that we all run in our own capacity at optimum capacity to get the most out of this, right? So the, the initiative really is, is to get the best brains in the industry together, um, talk about issues, and then figure out how we can resolve issues. And as I said, it's one large fraternity. It's an all-inclusive event. It's not meant for a certain segment or for a select few. It, it really is meant for everybody to come together and do what's best for the industry. And when putting the, the event together, have you been thinking about finding something there for everybody, a takeaway for everybody on the day? Uh, absolutely. I think, you know, if you just look at the, the, if you look at the panel of speakers, and in fact, you're going to be hosting the, the panel, um, if you look at the panelists on, on that, you know, these are people who've, who've worked their way in this industry and have actually been successful working over here. I generally have an opinion that sitting, sitting over here, you have to solve local problems. You can take a model from the, from the West and drop it down into any geography, but unless you, you put a local flavor to it or you adapt it to the local needs, it, it doesn't work. And the reason why I say West is because just because technologically there's just been a few years ahead. Yeah. Right? So, so as, as technology is adopted in this part of the world, the larger you know, Asia and Africa, there are successful models. But what we've seen, what I've seen personally also is that you have to solve the local problem. Mm -hmm. You know, you don't have to solve the international problem. Mm -hmm. And once you solve the local problem, then you can think about bigger things. All of these people have been solving local problems. And it's all about that. And where do we take it from here? We chart our own course. You know, we don't have to copy anybody. We don't have to make a path that's being laid out by someone else. We, as an industry, if you, if you look at Dubai, has laid its own path. Mm -hmm. And we need to continue to do that. Mm -hmm. Um, that's that's where you shine. Uh, what's the final question? We saw we saw the modern day gold rush happen in uh, a couple of centuries ago over in the United States. There were people going from New Amsterdam, as it was called back then, and Boston, where they would go across with a horse and carriage across the country to San Francisco, and then people taking ships to sail all the way down to the bottom of Argentina and sure. back again sure. to take advantage of this opportunity, the gold rush. Do you feel that? that nowadays that Dubai is that modern day example of the gold rush? In, in our space, they say this, this whole internet age 
is the new gold rush, uh-huh. right? They say if you're not in it, if you're not associated with it, technology somehow, then you're missing out on today's gold rush, right? I mean, back in the day, if, if, even if you talk about the gold rush that you're talking about historically, people went there to earn a living, uh-huh. right? And um, to me, what, what's, what's really important is that they went there for their own reasons, and then obviously, you know, the U.S. advanced technologically, did a lot of, a lot of good stuff. Um, but there, I'll go back to the same thing I was saying earlier, which are there, there are opportunities by far large in, in, in all of this region over here that need to be solved. And that to me is a gold rush, right? If you actually go in there and truly solve problems, and technology is just a means to an end, but if you actually solve problems and make life easier, I mean, who would have thought uh, 25 years ago or 20 years ago that our life would be spent on a phone? Mm-hmm. Right when the first phones came out, I, I'm old enough to remember yeah, that. Yeah, me too. <laughs> yeah, it was a, it was a big block, and only a few had it. Right? Yeah. I remember when the iPhone came out, and that was not that long ago, mm-hmm. right? And it was just it was revolutionary. It was actually you were looking at something that, even if you look at Steve Jobs when he announced it, right? He said it's an iPod, it's a it's a it's a it's a phone and a communicator in one, but it's it's truly revolutionized how how mm-hmm. things happen. And so technology is, is a means to an end, but the problems still need to be solved, right? And so, mm. to me, Dubai is leading the way in solving the problems of, or, you know, or the issues or the challenges or the opportunities, rather, that exist in the region, right? It's providing an ecosystem for, for people like us, people like people, entrepreneurs, you know, to come in and, and truly transform um, the way people do things. Um, and I think that's, 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 that to me is absolutely a gold rush. Why wouldn't that be? Do you, do you regard yourself as a tech guy or a real estate guy? So by, by, uh, by education, I'm, I got my degree in electrical engineering from the University of Texas at Austin. Um, then I worked in the tech industry in the US for a long time. Uh, I've done everything. Uh, when you pick up a phone, I've, I've designed components, chips that actually go in there. I've designed actual boards. I've written software. So I am a tech guy inside. I you know. Um, DNA based. Yeah, there, there, and, and, and the only reason I, I actually went down that road was because I love challenges. And that is a pretty hard challenge to, to learn those things and, and, and build out those things. And it teaches you how to solve problems, right? Because, and then you can take that and apply, to, apply that to pretty much anything. And that's, 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 that's the way I see it. So I've I've done all the, you know, I've, I've been in the trenches, I've, I've done a lot of the development, I've managed very large teams. And uh, real estate is something that um, I've been doing for the last five, six years, um, well, five years um, moving to Dubai. But it's, uh, it's, absolutely, it's absolutely been a pleasure, right? So my, my goal and my vision is that we take technology and, and make real estate absolutely transparent and easy for people to understand. Because everybody needs a house. Everybody needs a home. Mm-hmm. They do. Do you think that long-term, that the real estate agent is a dying breed? Not at all. The, as I said, technology is a means to an end. It's mm-hmm. not the end, right? So uh, I've gone through the home buying process myself. Mm-hmm. Right? Um, I looked through, I don't know, can't even remember how many homes, right? Um, before I finally, like, we, we liked something and we, we, we said we're going to go for this. You need a guide and a counselor. 
I, I was a first-time home buyer. What do I know? Right? Mm. I walk into a house. I, I didn't even know what questions to ask. Mm. Honestly, I felt this. I was like, what? I'm looking at this house. Okay, the room is big enough. Now what? Like, it reminds me of the time uh, my, when I bought my first car with my dad and we were in the car showroom and I asked the, the sales guy to lift the hood up. Yeah. And I looked under the hood and my dad came over and he said, what are you looking at? And I'm like, well, I'm looking at the engine. He said, well, what does it do? And I was like, I don't know. Yeah. He's like, shut the hood. So yeah, so you, that, that so kind of feeling of being inferior or inadequate and not knowing what you're talking about. You don't about. know, right? I mean, you're looking at a house. I learned so much in the, it took me about nine months. You know, that's something else I want to talk about. It took me nine months to, to buy my first house. But I, and, and as I said, I'm an engineer by profession, so yeah. I need to understand Analytical, everything. Yeah. But, but, uh, but we walked through a lot of stuff, and I asked a lot of questions, right? Um, and that now, for example, you know, how these are older homes back in the US, and so how, how leveled is the foundation? Over time, they settle and things move, right? So is that an expense that's coming in the future? How, what's the structural integrity of the house? that most houses are made out of wood frames, so termites are a bigger issue than perhaps here. You know, these kind of things. Roof needs to be maintained. And, and, and so these are things because it's, you have to pay for these things. So you need to understand this. And then also, one thing I realized through the, through the journey was that you're never really going to find what you're exactly looking for because if that's what you want, go build one. Mm -hmm. Everything else is not gonna be an exact match. So who helps you bridge that gap? Yeah. Right. Even before you get to the price negotiation and all that other stuff. But who bridges, bridges the gap between what you want and what's out there, which is not what you want, exactly. Uh -huh. Yeah, the compromise, yeah. That's where the, that's where the agent comes in. And I think they have such phenomenal influence over a good agent is, is you build trust, right? Yeah. Honestly, if the next time you wanted to move, you just, uh, I call the agent. Talk to the, you know, talk to, he's, he's a friend, he's a trusted advisor, right? So why wouldn't I reach out to him? Why would I say, okay, you know, let me go through the whole exploration again. Let me just talk, let me have a word with him. Mm -hmm. He knows what the industry is doing, where prices are going, how things are. I want to offload this house and move into another house. I know there's been a lot of discussion around this and you know, online auction, and, and I'm, I'm off the camp that people to people is, is never going to go away, right? I think the agents are always going to be needed. The, the trusted ones, you need them. Mm -hmm. I cannot, no matter what I do, at the end of the day, if I am a, a laptop or a phone, I'm a machine. People will say that there's, there's too many agents in Dubai, there's too many real estate brokerages in Dubai. Um, as far as I'm concerned, if they're all attracting business, then they're all servicing part of the market. Sure. What, what's your opinion on that? If, if you look at it, economically, it has to work out, right? Like, why would you do something and uh, let's just assume you're doing something and you're not making any money? If that's the case, then you would have to pretty much start doing something at some point to start making some money because you have to feed yourself. I think that the main thing that would be interesting to see is, is how the level of service increases in the next few years to come. Right? So, so what baffles me is the real estate industry has now got a portal like yourself, which sure. essentially does part of the job they had to do themselves many years ago. Sure. Um, they don't have so many people walking past the shop window like it used to be, sure. looking in. So, so you guys solve a, essentially a lead generation problem sure. um, in a very big way, because if they need more leads, opportunities, all they've got to do is spend more money with you guys and find a way of doing that. 
when I when I look at that part of the business, I think, well, that's that. There's the solution. There's some competition in that space as well. So great. So sure. the prices will remain competitive while there's competition. The next stage though, of converting those leads, you talk about the service that's offered to the market. The consumer is is the lead. Yes. Providing what you can to the consumer in a sure. way the consumer wants to consume it. Sure. To me, is critical. Absolutely. Do you think that the level of service here in this part of the world is yet at a standard that you think's acceptable or, or more than average? Um, look, I think, I think the, there are certain nuances that need to be understood, right? Uh, for example, uh, as I said, personally, when I bought my first house, I looked for nine months. Mm -hmm. So do you have the patience to stick, stick around with me for nine months, right? Um, someone did, but well, someone did. Someone the same did, guy yeah. did, right? Same, someone did. And when he, he, used to, he earned every penny, didn't he? Yeah, he did. He did, <laughs> right? He did. And you actually want to give that yeah. check to them, right? You look forward to giving that check to them. Yeah. Because they've really helped you get there, right? When he used to when we used to go for viewings, um, so there was not a single viewing that I didn't go to or that I went to that he was not there. Right? Um, not you, even and one. you looked at almost hundred properties. Well, I'm yeah, I'm sure, right? Wow. Must have been north of that, right? The the folder he used to bring was this big, right? So we could flip back and, and so he he was an advisor, mm -hmm. right? And I was very happy when we bought the house. I mean, in, in the U.S., um, the system is a bit different uh, in terms of commission is paid by the seller, but you return it when you're selling it. I mean, you're you're the one who pays, um, you know, and it goes up to six percent. Right. Mm -hmm. So it's six percent. The standard is six percent. So so three percent goes to the buyer's agent and three percent goes to the seller's agent. Um, but you're happy for them. You're happy for them because, mm -hmm. and the first first home took nine months. The second home we bought took five days. So you know you just don't you know it's 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 I need to be educated. I need to understand. Second time I know what I'm better off from having bought that and lived in that. So so it's just. This is. Let's be honest, though. The market here generally regards overall real estate brokers in uh, a lesser element. Real estate brokers, financial advisors, and, and recruitment people is generally the. No, no, the but, but but I think I think this is where education comes in, right? Uh -huh. Right. So this is where people also need to, like consumers, also need to understand, perhaps be educated on on what the value of that agent is, right? So. Whose job is that, right? I mean, it's our collective job to do that. But the, the sincerity and the effort, I don't care what part of the world it is, wherever it is, it's always gonna be rewarded. Right? Mm -hmm. At the end of the day, we're, we're common people. Mm -hmm. Common people have a heart. And when somebody tries to do something good for you, you know, I would, I would like to think the majority of the world would see that in a positive way. Right? I think most people are good, aren't Yes, they? exactly, yeah. right? And so I think a lot of people would see that in a positive way, right? Uh -huh. um, but the sincerity has to be there. And the willingness to help has to be there, mm -hmm. right? and, and as long as and, and patience, mm -hmm. work with people, um, they will eventually buy. Trust me, they will. Right? But they will buy. It's just, are you willing to ride that journey with them? Mm -hmm. um, That's a good point. So move, moving on, when you look at property portals around the world, sure. um, obviously being from the UK, sure. I, I recognise the names of those organisations in the UK. I find it really interesting that property portals have never been set up by property people. Sure. But the names majority, that, that yeah. were around for many years, yes. the Knight Franks, the Savills, yes. these people that have been in that industry for so long, 
you thought they would have come up with the idea. And it seems to be that that, that disruption that takes place comes from somebody that's outside going, why are they doing it like that? There's got to be a better way. And it's almost like being in that helicopter view position that you can be in, being a guy like yourself, you've, you've looked at it and said to yourself, why are they doing it like that? Is that fair? Well, I think, I think you have to, uh, no, I, think there's, I think you have to look at it from a couple of different perspectives. Okay. One is, you know, there is a purpose that the agencies and the agents and the brokers serve, which is the human to human interaction, right? Mm -hmm. Which is the longer part of the journey, frankly. Mm -hmm. if, you, if you historically look at where do these classified platforms come from, um, back in the day, it used to be newspapers. Mm -hmm. right? Open up a newspaper, everything looked identical. But they were ads. There's a property section, there's a job section, mm -hmm. there's whatever section. So that was just a fairly simple transformation from going from paper to digital. Mm -hmm. Perhaps mostly being done by, by companies that actually owned these or people seeing that, okay, these media companies own newspapers, I should launch a classified section. Um, over time, specialization came in. Okay, here's just one for property and here's just one for cars and here's just one for jobs. And those are the, typically the three big ones. Mm -hmm. Everything else kind of, you know, then kind of falls into e-commerce or general merchandise. Um, and, and you start looking at that and then they kind of start building vertical depth in that, mm -hmm. again, from an education perspective. Mm -hmm. But from a journey perspective, they generate a lead that is handed over to somebody who can take care of that. And that's where the agencies come in, right? So, so the, what agencies have nurtured and grown over the years is how to build that trust mm -hmm. with the end consumer. Mm -hmm. So they're solving for that problem. They were never solving for the problem of a newspaper. Yeah, that's a really fair point. Right. So I think, and, and, and that's what they're good at, right? You win a customer, you win a customer for life. Look after, you, look after your customer before yeah. somebody else does, hey? Yeah. So then when we look at your... Well, that's true for any field, right? Yeah, absolutely. It doesn't really yeah. matter, right? When, when we look at your business, I mean, it's hugely successful. Yeah, you're, you're a really modest guy, as I've got to know you a little bit over the last few days. You know, play that all down and you're, you're, not, you're not a rah-rah type of guy. I know that. So hugely modest, built this really successful business that people look at and they admire you for your success and you've been able to raise finance and grow it and get really good people in. When, when you look at it over the course of the next three or four years, do you have some really dynamic plans or is it more of the same actually? Let's keep our heads down and keep working and be the best we can be at what we do. So I think on this one, I'll, I'll just make you wait three, four more days. <laughs> I plan to make some pretty cool announcements um, at the event. Um, but clearly, I mean, generally you become stagnant. You have to really evolve, right? Whether it's the, you know, the service you provide, the, the information you provide, whatever it is, you, you really have to always be looking at. Uh, my job, frankly, is to look at what's coming a year down, two years down, three years down. Mm -hmm. And so I do think about that a lot. And, and saying that, oh, we're just going to do more of the same is, is not justice um, to the people who work here. It's not justice to our clients. Mm -hmm. It's not justice to the industry. It, it just, it's, and there's no fun in that. Where in your family are the entrepreneurs, the risk takers that have inspired you or maybe the, the cautious people that have, have dissuaded you? Who was that person when you were young that you, you kind of looked up to and thought, I want to be like him? Yeah, um, life was fairly simple when I was growing up, and I'm sure you can, you can also appreciate it. Uh, we didn't have any gadgets, right? Uh, most of the time was spent outside uh, playing, whatever. 
um, even through college years, didn't have a phone, didn't have a car. You're a college kid, that's, that's what you are. And uh, I was fortunate enough to see when I was in college, um, um, I was in university and, and then I just entered the workforce. Um, I was able to see a few people that, that, really, uh, that, that I really took inspiration from. Uh, the, the company that I worked for in the US, it's, 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 it's a very uh, big company, was, but it was, it was homegrown. It was started out of a garage, right? And, and to know the CEO and, and, and understand how he's grown that company, it was, it was always about solving problems, about solving challenges. And um, you also feel uh, as, as, you, as you get older, that as you gain knowledge, that you can have a bigger impact than, uh, you know, than you could maybe 10 years ago. You have more experience, you have more knowledge, um, and, and you don't want to end up in a position where you feel a bit kind of cornered or, or you know, typically as you rise in an organization, you can yeah. get into a position where it's, it's not all about solving problems and there's mm -hmm. a lot more other stuff. So for me personally, I, I just drew a lot of inspiration from the fact that um, there's, there's all of this learning that I've done over the years and how can we take this and really try to solve some really challenging problems and, and, and perhaps you know, give back in, in a certain way, um, um, whether it's, you know, to a specific industry or uh, to a specific area or a specific geography, but try to try to improve the level um, mm -hmm. of, of what we have. Um, and then you just you just work hard and then, you know, that's 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 you know, whatever happens. Um, you just give it your best. That's 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 how I live my life. That's, you know, give it your 110 uh, percent. Does it being an entrepreneur of a successful business, it, who pats you on the back? You have to understand that if that's what you're in for, um, then you're chasing the wrong thing because there's, there, it doesn't exist. Uh, it is a, you know, a lot of people talk about wanting to or, or want to get to the top, but you have to realize the top is a lonely place, right? Uh, you're surrounded by, uh, well, if it's the top, then there's nothing above you. No one. <laughs> and if it's literally the top, then if you think about a pyramid and you're sitting on the top or you're standing on the top, there's nobody besides you. So there has to be, uh, and, and if you want to, you know, if you really want to get any pleasure out of it, you have to understand that it has to be about bringing other people to the top. Uh -huh. right? If you're just there by yourself and that's what you enjoy, then that's very temporary. Uh, but one day, you need to step away. And who's going to fill that top? And then someday that person will walk away and who's going to fill that doll? So that's, you genuinely have to care and like and want to do that. Otherwise, um, yeah, I think it's just not, it's not chasing the right thing. Uh, or maybe, maybe just so kind of wrapped up in your mission that these things don't, don't become part of your thought process because you're so hell-bent on trying to uh, solve the problem, achieve whatever it is that the, the, the focus is for that individual that stops you sitting back and taking stock and saying, hold on a minute, I'm on my own here. I noticed being an entrepreneur myself, it's the loneliest job in the world. And I have many people say to me, I'd love to do what you do. I'd love to have this opportunity. And it's yeah, like, sure. really? Okay. Yeah, you have to yeah. remember, there's, 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 not, there's, not a, there's not a high five that's coming my way. There's many I'm giving, yeah, but yeah, sure. and you're right, you have to find peace. You have to that, give, you? you have to give, right? Um, and, and you have to thank for everybody who's given to you all along, you know, your journey, right? Mm -hmm. um, and, and, it's, 
it's uh, I think you're, you're you know you're fair, you're spot on in the, in the sense that you're you're busy doing you know a lot of people talk about okay uh, X Y Z has leadership quantify that for me mm -hmm. what is that tell me give give me something that I can tangible that you can how do you measure that yeah what is that right you yeah, can't exactly right? you can't right so you just have to be passionate about what you're doing y you you have to um, be there at the right time also, right? As I said, you know, people are trying to solve problems that are not today's problems. Yeah, yeah. You can end up, uh, might be a brilliant idea, but it's just not for these times. And you just have to be sincere and, um, and just, just, just be good uh, to everybody around you. And hopefully good things will happen, right? Which is clearly what's going on in here. Well, we're trying our best, right? We're trying our best. It's been lovely chatting to you. Thanks for giving us the time. Uh, and thank you very much for being so candid with me about some of the questions I asked you. Sure, absolutely. The big broker event is on the 23rd at the Madinat Jumeirah. Yeah. It's uh, your first big event. So I'm looking forward to being there with you and yes. uh, having a great day with you. But for now, thanks very much for your time. Thank you. Absolutely excited. And thank you so much. Uh, thank you for coming in and thank you for, for this interview opportunity. Well, I hope you guys enjoyed this podcast. If you want to check out more of my content, then you can find me on my socials. I guess you know where they are anyway. And if you're interested in attending the big broker event and you're in a real estate industry, then an easy way to do that is to, why don't you go and check out Bayut UAE on Instagram and you'll see the link in their bio. Meeting and getting a chance to speak to Hayder, seeing this entrepreneur doing as well as he's done, literally done a fantastic job since he set this business up, solving problems. Bayut has become, from a one-man band, quite a powerhouse. And he's incredibly humble, isn't he? And he's just one of these guys that's really into doing what he does. And he does it extremely well. So, yeah, I hope you've enjoyed it. And uh, I'll catch you on the next podcast. See you soon, folks.